Oh, hey, kiddo. How was the hill? Educational. Oh, learned a new trick? Yeah, the trick to a happy, fulfilling life, maybe. I learned that mountain air unleashes my inner peace. And rip and pow, well, the whole crew's all, you induces spontaneous joy. Okay, uh, that's nice. The Icon Pass lets you do you at 50 destinations worldwide from 249 Adult. Drop in for next winter now and save at IconPass.com. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome, and thank you for joining us at this new talk show. It's been a while since we've been on air. Um, a lot of things have transpired, a lot of things are going on, but I do thank God that we are able to come back and come back with a lot more wisdom, knowledge, and um, communication. Um, with you concerning anything that's going on or anything that, you know, want to be discussed. Today we're going to be talking about principalities and powers that have been disarmed by the blood of Jesus. As we go throughout our day-to-day life, we begin to realize that things aren't the way they used to be. Um, We talk about old school stuff, trying to blend it with the new school stuff, and we're realizing that it's just not mixing and is not being accepted. Um, and a lot of that is being Christ. Christ um, is not the most popular thing to talk about or to say or to say who I am a part of, but yet we have to stand our ground because the Word of God told us, informed us, advised us that this, this day would come. We have been preparing ourselves spiritually for this day. So now that it has presented itself, now that it is here, what are we doing? How do we do it? And what are we hearing from Christ concerning it? And the only way we can begin to know, hear, and understand is by continually growing our relationship with him. We have to continually read the word of God, not just off of what we know, not just off of what we think we know, but we have to begin to do the word of God according to what we are reading, praying, and pulling from others as we fellowship. So today we're we're talking about the wrestling against the flesh when that's not who we should be wrestling against. When things begin to get hard or begin to get a little complicated, we go at people because that's what we see. That's our first point of contact. But God let us know that that is not our first point of contact because he allowed us to know that way back that the devil was created and put on this earth and that he would be the one coming after you. So by believing in Christ, repenting of your sins, and acknowledging who he is in your life, you will be able to overcome the devil and all the devices that he used against us in our day-to-day walk. So we should stop wrestling with the flesh and trying to overcome our situations in the flesh. And we have to go back to the foundation and our roots of making sure that we have the communication with Christ 
that we need to have. Because when we think about the principalities and the powers, we think about and know that these are spirits that have dominion, they have territory, they have, we give them light. When we begin to doubt the word of God, we're giving light away. When we begin to not read our word or not communicate with Christ, we're giving our rights away. We're giving knowledge away. We're not fighting the good fight of faith, but we're fighting in the in the course of deceit. Because how can you quote a scripture that you have not read? How can you stand firm when you don't know how to, what to do, and what to say? So we need to recover all. We need to recover our word back. We need to recover the Holy Spirit back. We need to recover the understanding of the blood of Jesus. Once we recover all, we have a firm foundation to stand upon that when we begin to cry out to Christ, we have the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not just about the fight. But it's about the knowledge of who is fighting for you because the battle is not yours. They're not attacking you per se, but instead are attacking the God that you serve. And because you serve him, you get attacked as well, but God is saying it's still not your battle. So stop trying to fight it in the fleshly realm and come to me and I can tell you how to defeat the spirit that's coming against you. And we began to think, God, why am I going through losing my job? Why am I going through having financial problems, bad credit, can't get in a relationship, no marriage, no promotion and raise? What's going on? Well, we know that the Bible told us that the prince of darkness was here on the earth, and he's here to kill, steal, and to destroy. So we have to focus on the instructions of Christ and not the instructions of our flesh. He is going to automatically be in your way. That's not going to change anything. But what will change everything is prayer and supplication. It's praise and worship. It's acknowledging the word of God, acknowledging who Christ is in your life. The battle is not yours. You don't have to cry at night. You don't have to figure out the answer alone because you have a Lord and Savior, a creator, who's saying to you, I am here. The God of this world. It's saying, I am here. I do exist. And we have to realize that when we are downtrodden, when we feel like we need to give up, when we feel like all hope is gone, we have to do as David did and encourage ourselves in the Lord. How do we encourage ourselves? That's where your positivity comes in. That's where the word of God comes in. That's where the good fight of faith comes in. That's where you have to know your Redeemer lives. That's where you have to know the God that you serve. And you have to understand and listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit telling you 
said, I need you to hold on. I need you to fight this fight. I need you to close the word of God. I need you to believe in Christ. And we can use that by saying to ourselves that I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor death or anything else in all creation will be able to separate me from the love of Jesus Christ. But what is separating you from believing that God can handle your situation? What is separating you from believing that God has an answer? What is it, aside from fear, doubt, lack of word, lack of prayer, lack of praise, and lack of positive thinking? These are the things that are always going to push us back, push us back from having a victorious life. And then we see the same cycle continuously repeating itself. We'll pull ourselves down through the word of God and we're praying and we go to church. And then we'll see that years later we'll see it present itself again and say, well, I thought, I, you know, I got victory over this. I thought that things were getting better. I thought that the battle continues because the devil will continue to present that situation until you completely give that over to God. Nothing will separate me from the love of God. I am convinced. Are you convinced that nothing will separate you, or do you have doubt? Are you convinced that God is the Lord and Savior of your life and that Jesus died on the cross? Or do you have doubt? Because the situation is so serious and so urgent to you that you doubt who Christ is in your life at this point. And the only reason doubt will enter in is if you're not having an interaction with Christ, if you're not reading your word, if you're not talking to him. This situation. Holy Spirit, help me to understand this situation and how to come out of it. Just daily communion with the Holy Spirit will let you know the direction that you need to go in. The direction that you need to hear is there. But are we seeking the direction? What do you see in your situation? Do you see the victory? Do you know that Christ has disarmed the devil through his death? Do you see that all things are possible? Do you see that the answer is right there? Christ disarmed the whole situation after being It was disarmed on the cross. His blood. And even though we say in the name of Jesus, even though we say the blood of Jesus, do we really believe? Because if you're having financial situations, have you sat down and actually looked at it and then prayed about it and said, God, this is what I have? 
this is what I see. I need to see what you see, Christ. I need to get wisdom as to how to come out of this. And God will begin to speak to you concerning the situation. Jesus has the ultimate power over everything we believe in. And we can triumph over that when we believe. Nothing will separate me from the love of Christ. Nothing will have it that, that Christ has my answer. That the Holy Spirit still has power. That the Holy Spirit can still make a way out of no way. What is having you to pull back, to doubt, to be quiet, and not rise up? Not ask God to rise up in your situation. What is making you cry more than pray? What is the situation that's making you doubt or fear more than have confidence? He's got you out before. He's never left you before. Why is the God of today depicted more as a weak God than as a powerful God? Why is the God of today viewed more as a microwave God than a God of prayer and worship and praise and time? We're giving up on our Lord and Savior because he doesn't come fast enough, because he doesn't answer quick enough, or because we lose in the process of prayer. We give up. And now we say he's not real. Now we say he doesn't have the power. Or we still hold on to our faith, but it's not the fire that it used to be. It's not the faith that it once was. Because now we're afraid to believe that all things are possible. Now we are afraid to believe that nothing is too hard for God because we've seen our situations fail. We've seen our situations be defeated. And we look at God and say, why? I pray to you, why did my situation turn out this way? And the answer is what we look for in our pain. The answer is what we look for through our tears. But God is saying that we have to rise up in the midst of that pain, in the midst of those tears, in the midst of that defeat that you just encountered. And we have to do as David did. When the Amalekites came and destroyed everything and took away everything from him and his people, not only did he encourage himself, but David had to pull from the very spirit that was inside of him. He knows God. He has a relationship. 
But when that pain hits you at a place that you weren't expecting, when the tears come from a place you didn't know existed, what do you do? Well, God has an answer for you. He said, look at what David did in this life. Not only did he encourage himself, not only did he have faith in God, not only did he hold on to the word of God, but he cried and he was hurt, not only for himself, but for his people. Because this was a visual that he sat and looked around at. The same thing you have to do when you're going through. You sit there and you look around at the eviction notice, the repossession, the empty bank account, the sickness and disease. You wonder why and how. Am I not a child of God? Did I not pray and go to church and give my time and offering? Why? But after David died and he released, he released it. Like we have to do. We have to cry to release it or pray to release it. However, you release that pain. And you look up to heaven. And you say, I don't know why. I don't understand. But I know my Redeemer lives. I know that the God that I served all these years still have power today. The God that I served still answers me, even with me. Because these are the distractions of giving up, of having fear, of disconnecting with Christ. But when you begin to stand in the midst of that pain, as David did, when you're distressed, it says in, in verse 6, David was greatly distressed in First Samuel. Because his men were talking of stoning him after one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters. But David found strength in his God. Then it goes down to say in verse 8, And David inquired of the Lord, Shall I pursue? Will I overtake them? And the answer was pursue. You will certainly overtake them. And when we, in our pain, go to Christ and we say those words, I'm in pain, God, will my prayers overtake this? Will my prayers take this pain away? And he says to us, yes, worship, stand. Pray, because surely 
you will overcome. Surely you will be gaining strength from this. Everything has been missing. What are we going through today that we want to talk to Christ about? But the pain is so great that we have not even mentioned it to him. We just sit there in pain and say it's going to be okay. We sit there in pain and we take no action spiritually. But we try to take it in the flesh. We don't become a spiritual person of action. We become flesh and we fight in the flesh. But if we were to stand in the spirit and take action, close your eyes and ask yourself, what do I see as the outcome of this situation? What do I see? Do I see me getting evicted? Do I see the car being taken away? Do I see death? What is it that I see? When Jesus healed the blind man He asked what do you see Because what you see Is the most important thing As the outcome If you go before the Lord And you say to yourself Shall I pursue Shall I? Am I going to this we, we go, We're fighting and then he says to you, yes, let's do this. But if you go to him, oh, God, I don't know what happened. I, I can't do this, God. I have no power of my own, God. I can't. I can't. Everything just came out. I can't. I can't. We stay in that state. We stay mentally, spiritually, physically in that state. And that's what the enemy wants. Kill, steal, and destroy. You, your spirit, your life, the situation came to kill, steal, and destroy. But Christ said, I have come that you might have life. So when you begin to fight the situation with the word, with your faith, with your belief, with your encouragement, words, you wipe away the kill, steal, and destroy. Finances. I am not living in poverty, devil. I don't know what's going on. I don't know my bank account is dried up, but God, I'm going to need some money in my bank account. I need to do how we are going to fix God because I'm not living in poverty. God, I'm not losing my car. I'm not losing my house because I worship you, and I'm going to believe that you are going to step into this situation, and you're going to handle this because you're my Lord and my Savior. Tell me what I need to do because I'm not going to allow, kill, steal, and destroy. Come into my life and tell me I'm going to lose when I have Christ on my side. How can I lose? Kill, steal, and destroy. He asked him, he said, well, what do you 
She said, I see people that look like trees walking around. And then once more, Jesus said, well, what do you see? And then his eyes were open. Why? How could his eyes now be open? Because his spirit came in and said, I want to see. His spirit opened and said, I want to see. And Christ said, okay, then you will see. Inquire of the Lord. Or we can do like Esther did when she heard the threat, the kill, steal, and destroy. She said, "Uh uh-uh, we we can't do this alone. We're not accepting this decree from Haman. We're going to turn this around. I don't know how, but we're turning it around. He wants us to fight. He wants us to fight. We want to pursue through prayer, praise and worship, making decrees. We want to overtake by fighting, believing, seeing it, acknowledging it, and seeing the outcome as victory. And we want to recover by taking back everything that was stolen in that situation. It may take a minute. It may take a year. But recover all because it's promised. Recover all. I will pursue. I will overtake. And I will recover. Father, in the name of Jesus, let me come before you right now, O oh God. Believing in your word knowing that the blood of Jesus is not, will not ever be in vain. So before the enemy comes to kill, steal, and to destroy my situations, my children, my friends, my car, my health, I'm going to stand on the word of God and encourage myself. And I'm going to talk to you, and I'm going to ask you questions, and I'm going to believe that I've heard the answer that I needed to hear. And even after I've heard your answer and it feels like I didn't hear you right, I'm still going to believe. Because I know that this battle is not mine, but it's yours. And I know that I have the victory. I will pursue. I will overtake. And I will recover all in Jesus' name. I plead the blood over everyone's life right now. That God will show you how to recover all. He will show you in his word and through the blood of Christ and with the Holy Spirit giving us wisdom. How to make it right spiritually. How to stop fighting in the flesh. But that we should believe that God can do all things, that nothing is impossible. We give you praise, we give you glory and adoration for all that you've done for us in the past and for what you're going to do for us right now. 
So though some may not believe, some may have weakened the faith, some may have given up. But I know my Redeemer lives. I know the God that I serve is the God that I serve all my life. And he's never failed me. Even though I've had repeat situations of failure, he's never failed me. My faith has to grow. My word has to grow. The knowledge of Christ has to grow. Because nothing will separate me from the love of God and believing in who he is. Lord, we thank you. Open our eyes this week, Lord God. Open our hearts that we may see and encourage ourselves in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.